Welcome to Theodora Speaks, a podcast series celebrating risk-taking women who have successfully failed forward on their journey to reinvent themselves and follow their dreams. I too am on a reinvention journey and recently made one of the toughest decisions in my life, realizing I can have it all, but not at the same time. In this season of life, I am pressing pause on my corporate career to pursue a calling to educate, motivate, and inspire others to take their risks in their careers. And I host guests who share the same philosophy and mindset. On today's episode, we highlight Beth Swirk, the VP of Communications at Masterclass. And we highlight her path to self-discovery and how she's been successful in her career. Beth is a dear friend. And I've known Beth since high school, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you today. This is her first podcast, and I am so honored she said yes to a conversation with me. I asked one of our dear friends, Glenn Robertson, the VP of Operations at Universal Equipment and HireQuip, what are the top words that describe Beth? And he said she's enthusiastic, cheerful, caring, and friendly. I can't agree more. Beth is the kind of friend and colleague you want to surround your life with and never let her go. She's a friend for life. Beth exudes love, laughter, and fun, all wrapped into one. She is resourceful and so smart. My daughters call her Auntie Beth, and I had an auntie growing up, and she was the auntie that I'd call when I didn't want to tell my parents something, when I needed advice about school, boys, career just life in general. She was such a rock and a guardian angel. And she passed away recently. And I asked Beth on a recent walk when she was home for the holidays if she would be my daughter's auntie. That aunt that you call when you just don't want to tell anybody else but someone you trust. Without further ado... Hi, Beth. Hi, Gail. Thanks for joining me today. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. I just, I, I always love how you've got something brewing at all times and then you actually make them happen. So congrats, because here we are. Oh, well, coming from you. Thank you. Thank you. That uh, warms my heart. I'm taking my own risk and my own leap and we'll see what becomes of this, right? I just love that you're not all talk except for during your podcast where you should be all talk. Yeah, or sometimes when I was late to dinner. I'm on my way. Don't finish that bottle. Yeah, we were our, always already on bottle two before you got to dinner. Oh, I knew it. I knew I was missing out on some juicy conversation. So I've gotten better with time. You know, I married a very punctual man. So got a little better. I'm like one or two minutes late now. That's impressive with two children. So nice work. Thank you. Thank you. So Beth's work. I'm honored to have you, a dear friend, VP of Communications at Masterclass, joining us today. And to rewind the clock, you're the girl that I admired from afar growing up. We grew up, did, went to two different schools until we got to high school where we met. But I'd see you in church, for example, and I'd say, that girl is cute. She no way. It'd be fun way. And I remember seeing, like, I remember your dad I, as well. Yeah, I've you never were heard this cute before. girl. And I'm like, oh, she looks like she would be a fun friend. But we went to two <laughs> different schools, so I never knew the your name. The fact that I stood out to somebody at church has just like got so many layers of hilarity to me. <laughs> well, don't tell my parents because I should have been praying and looking at the, you know, 
Virgin Mary statue or something, but I was, I was scanning the crowd looking for future friends. And I found a friend in you, a dear one. So I, we met in high school. We became fast friends. I don't even know how we met, right? I can't remember the moment, but I mean, yeah, you're just you. You're fabulous. You've got a gorgeous smile. Your laugh is contagious. You're intelligent. You're brilliant. Oh my gosh, back at you. I think it's, I was just trying to think, is there a moment? But you just, it feels like you've just always been a part of my life. So there wasn't a moment. You just happened and became a part of it. And I'm so, so grateful for it. Me too, Beth. Me too. You're one of my, you're one of my favorites. Oh, and I hold you so dear and near. And you are so loved and celebrated by so many that I'm just honored to share you with the listeners today. And I'm so, honored to be here. Yay. So today we're going to you know, talk through various topics from high school to career to adventures and risk-taking. We're going to kick off each section with a surprise. I was wondering what those exclamation points were. <laughs> yeah. Those exclamation points were the placeholders for a billboard that describes you and makes you the very essence of who you are. So let's kick it off. Picture yourself driving down the coast on Highway 101. You look up and you see the following billboard. Mag multifaceted gem, priceless. And this billboard was created by your loving mother, Marianne Swirk, former high school home economics teacher, and currently the chief grandmother officer of your niece and nephew. <laughs> and Beth, I had so much fun with your mom. I secretly communicated with her for the last week. Oh my goodness. It was so fun to chat with her and have her create this very billboard that describes one of her beautiful daughters. And when, oh. I, asked, and when I asked Marianne, why is Beth a multifaceted gem? She told me in her own words, thinking of Beth's wide variety of interest and experiences, her love of city and coastal life, Broadway plays, to sailing lessons, friends young and old, love of travel and exploring, as well as local community involvement and volunteering. Oh my gosh, I'm speechless, which again, isn't good for a podcast, but um, you just really caught me by surprise. Thank you. Good. And thanks was, to my mama. <laughs> well, I want to celebrate you today and your mom is so cute. So speaking of old friends, which I think your mom's kind of referring me to, as me as your old friend. Um, we kindled our friendship in high school. Like I said, you were student council president. But what I like strongly remember is forensics. You and I mm -hmm. got up willingly every Saturday morning, got all dressed up, left before the sun came up, came home after the sun went down to, com to compete. We competed with public speaking and we made it to fun. talk to lockers. <laughs> talk to locker lockers. I still do that today, actually. Look out at the audience and look above their heads, right? And not their eyeballs. So what skills did the competitive public speaking as a sport are you using today and why? Oh my gosh, everything. I think speech team, which is forensics, was such like a core part of both of our upbringings and making us who we are in our careers. I think when I said talking to lockers, I mean, we're like 
baseball players would, you know, warm up taking, <laughs> taking <laughs> swings. We would literally stand in the hallways of the competing high school and practice our speeches to their lockers before we went in to perform. And for me, it was so much more than even that. I mean, we had coaches who have impacted both of our lives, Mr. Crisanzio and Mr. Colger, shout out. Yeah. They taught me the power of communication, uh, whether that be in a big audience or just with your team, you know, in a meeting at work or doing a presentation. That's been a place that I just comes natural to me um, because of that hard work and because of everything that we learned during that time of how to own a room, you know, making eye contact, um, the power of persuasion and really just the power of conversation. And I just love that world and that portal. And um, like I said, it just kind of, it set me off on a trajectory that really ultimately became my entire career. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a fun group of people. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. We got up early Saturday mornings to go compete to speak. Um, and we had the coolest and nerdiest, including myself, cast of characters um, <laughs> on that forensics team. And I just, it's some of my fondest memories. I was just home over um, the holidays. I did a 10 week uh, shelter in place stint in the Chicagoland area with my family and was going through all of my old boxes from high school and everything and just found some like speech team, <laughs> some yeah. speech team gems. Um, and it was just such a fun, fun memory and pivotal moment. I mean that, yeah, I'm just so grateful for. Yeah. And we went to a beautiful high school, Castle on the Hill, Glumbard West, where Lucas was filmed. The yearbook was filmed. So we had that going for us, but we did make speech fun and we did find the cool cats. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of think like, oh yeah, nerds, but no, we were not nerds. No. And it was, it was fun because we had that like secret layer where people thought we were nerds, but we we're actually having a damn good time in the background. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. Oh, and something sometimes did things uh, maybe we, we won't tell our parents, but uh, also <laughs> built our character and made us the That's women right. we are today. That's right? right. We turned out all right. <laughs> yeah, we're still classy gals. We're still classy. And I'd agree with you on the communications front. You know, um, the, one of our friends used to call me the mute in grade school. I never talked. I was a talker in kindergarten and then somehow lost my voice until high school. And I haven't shut up since. But forensics really got me out of my shell. And I enjoyed that competitive environment as well competing against other people and, and seeing them all around the state. It's such an important skill and something that I don't take for granted that when I have to present um, to my company or, you know, run a meeting or back in the day, pitch new business or be on the radio, it doesn't phase me. And that's because of speech. I, I mean, that's a very natural skill to me now, but I don't think that would have been the case if I didn't have that experience and training. I would agree. And communication is everything in life. I mean, that's something that we're always sharpening, right? No matter who we're talking to, like you said, work, children, friends, mm -hmm. you still have to always know how to be relatable and communicate. Absolutely. So speaking of your career and school, 
Beth, how do you continue to learn and stay on top of your role? Um, I think for me, how I continue to learn, I think the biggest thing for me is to be okay with what I don't know and to be open to learning. I think people can kind of find their ways in their career to where they're leading the team and they're the expert and you know, suddenly you're like, is there room for growth? But there's always room for growth, whether it's your career or your life or your family or whatever it might be. Um, so I think it's a, it's a general answer. It's not like a literal, I do X, Y, Z, but I'm open to learning. And I think that that's something that you have to be and not everyone is. And if you are, it'll come to you throughout the day <laughs> in mm -hmm. unexpected ways. You know, of, of course I listen to podcasts and I educate myself and I um, try to stay on top of what's coming up and what's next and um, how I can grow in my actual career and development. But I think just being open to hearing people and having conversation and accepting what you don't know is to me probably the most powerful the pow most powerful route into learning more. I love your answer. And it's very, very humbling. And you're open to feedback. So many people aren't. Vulnerable. Oh my gosh. They're not vulnerable. They're not open to feedback. I, I, I am lucky to work in a field where I work with really smart people. And what the common theme is, vulnerability and knowing that you've got more to grow always um and that there's never there's not an end point so it's okay if you don't know everything nobody knows everything mm -hmm. and if you think you do then that's that's where you're gonna hit your wall yeah i agree and my days at microsoft they said we're a learn-it-all company we're not a know-it-all company and we always I love that learning yeah that's so true you know, be open to feedback, be, be coachable mm -hmm. because we all have room for growth and improvement and we have to always be refining that. Absolutely. So talking about careers and reinvention over, over the years, Beth, we're back on the highway. Okay. Back on highway 101. Oh gosh. Here comes okay. the next billboard you see <laughs> while you're driving up the coast to wine country. Ah, wine. <laughs> confident she was and is still such a great role model this billboard was fondly created by your dear friend Kristen Decker senior producer oh. at Accenture <laughs> and when I asked Kristen why she put this great billboard together she said in her own words when I was first starting my career seeing a confident woman like Beth Taking charge in such a male-dominated industry had a profound impact on me. I love whenever we catch up, and aside from the fun stuff, talking about work and careers and life in the corporate world still has such a great value to me because I love getting Beth's takes, hearing about her experiences, and greatly respect her advice and opinions. Gail! <laughs> I was not really thinking about what those exclamation points were on the agenda and you are 
I'm a living exclamation point right now. Thank you yeah. <laughs> for that. That's so nice. Well, you're my dear, dear friend. Like I said, I wanted to share you with, with, with the world because you are, you are a rare gem. And everybody that's friends with you, you've touched our lives. I mean, you bring us such joy. And I got to tell you, I cried real hard reading all these billboards because I'm just so proud of you. And I, I agree with everything they say. So it was really hard for me even now to not cry because I'm just so proud of you and all of your accomplishments. Oh my gosh. That's so nice to hear. I think in a year where like, I don't know, the world is ending (laughs) and you sit in your own four walls and you're like, what have I done or what am I doing? Um, That is always nice to hear. So thank you. And thank you to Kristen Decker, who is also such a gem. Um, Those for those very nice words. Yeah. You know, I think something that I always really work hard at is to surround myself with badassery <laughs> and, um, and those are the Kristen Deckers and the Gail Kellers of the world uh, and the Marianne Swerks. So, um, so it's, it means even more coming from like just such incredible people. Yes. And the people that you introduced me to and your circle of friends, I'm so appreciative of, and, and every woman is as lovely as the last. So I thank you for including me in that uh, badassery of, of women because they're all, they're all amazing, just like you. But you're the glue. You're the core. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> so Beth, speaking of the great value that you bring to your career, you also have a strong work ethic and keen intuition. So if you were to rewind time, you started out as a producer at WGN, then you went on to be a PR executive. Now you're at Masterclass. You know, you've morphed into various journalistic roles over the years in your career. Tell us a little bit about that career journey. I mean, it goes back to my love of conversation and of learning. And how better to get to do that than to sit, you know, on the radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it was news talk. It was long format. It was it was the podcast before the podcast or is podcast yeah. now the radio um, chicken or the egg, but it's, I'm so lucky to have gotten to work um, at, at WGN and not just work there, but work with like the coolest uh, talk about badassery, you know, to be able to sit in a room and just like, take from Kathy and Judy all day long, um, who are the hosts of the show I produced is something that I'm just so grateful for. It's such a pivotal moment in my career to be learning from the two of them. Um, And then John Williams and just really everybody at WGN. I mean, there are friendships and mentors who are with me to this day, including Kristen Decker Um, Mm -hmm. and best friends. You know, I just, that was such a, an amazing moment in my life. And I just love the power of listening and learning and taking in and conversation. I know I keep saying that, but it's definitely a theme within my life. Um, So I guess like specifically to answer your question around the journalism side of it, um, I always knew I wanted some sort of a career in journalism. I also, when I was home over the holiday, found like my articles in the Glenbard West (laughs) uh, newspaper, news, whatever it was. (laughs) So it's always been in my blood, but, um, but the, 
epiphany of the opportunity of radio where it wasn't you know a written x amount of words and that it could be um point counterpoint and mm -hmm. to just kind of hear it all was really awesome um and then wow i got so much out of that career um but then to also get to the point where that was wrapping up and saying okay what am I going to do next? Yeah. And Beth, and, you, Beth, I used to take my lunch breaks and walk by the WGN window on Michigan Avenue downtown <laughs> Chicago just to get away from you. And I felt that was yes. so cool. You yes. back. I know that girl. Oh my gosh. How lucky to have gotten to work in the Tribune Tower in that showcase studio is just something that I will always cherish. I mean, that was a dream, literally. I, I truly, I, I still pinch myself that I got, got to do that amazing work and with those amazing people. Mm -hmm. um, but when I got to the end of that road, it was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do next? Have I pigeonholed myself in? And so it was really taking a step back and figuring out what do I bring to a job that nobody else does? Mm -hmm. And what I narrowed in on was within a PR agency, I brought in the perspective of the other side of the pitch you know, PR agencies create their whole job is to talk a journalist into writing about their product or their story or their thought leader or whoever it might be. And so that was something that I could bring to the table that nobody else really was within an agency. So that's where I kind of transitioned into the other side of the pitch, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. And um, I can tell you payback's a bitch because, <laughs> because <laughs> when I was at the radio station, I didn't always reply to those pitches. And now I was on the other side saying, oh my God, will somebody please reply to this pitch? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it was just like a natural progression, but one that was not obvious. Mm -hmm. um, it took some inner working and thinking to figure out what that next step was going to be. And it took a connection and a network. Um, it was a listener of the radio who uh, reached out and said, I work at this agency and um, I, I think this is something that could be a really good fit for you wow. and for us. And so it's just that power of also you don't know who's listening or who's watching like even within your own company or within your own network or whatever it might be or just somebody you've met at a party when we had parties whatever um that those connections can be just so powerful the power of networking be, totally and to be open to them and not like that's not traditional networking right that's like being who you are at your core showing your true colors and making connections that can ultimately be rewarding in many different ways, whether it be a friendship, whether it be a career opportunity, or whether it just be from learning from or getting more mentorship. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so I've kind of gotten all of the like different ends of the spectrum of the world of um, communications, public relations, media, because um, now I work in-house and it's, you know, building up the strategy for a company of of our comm strategy. Um, so I'm very grateful, but it was also very conscious that I wanted this kind of 360 view of something. So I've, I've gotten the experience from every different angle and I still have plenty to learn, but to be able to bring in different perspective 
is, um, is something that I finally figured out and leaned into because there have been plenty of moments where I was like, oh, what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes reinventing yourself doesn't have to be a full reinvention. It's just figuring out what you love and are passionate about and, and what you are good at and just figuring out how to bring that. You know, you don't have to completely reinvent. You can just... Um, transition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I think your career journey is so beautiful because it's rare. It's not the norm to get that 360 degrees. And that makes you, you know, to add to your gemness, your, your, your shininess, right? It, what makes you, you and unique. I mean, those traits are, are irreplaceable and you're one of a kind. Thank you. That's nice to hear. Yeah. And if, while we're still rewinding the clock, what advice would you give your 20 something self? Okay. So what advice would I give myself, my 20 year old self? I would say, um, surround yourself with people who aren't like you. Um, and because that's so cool and just why have a bunch of thoughts that are the same as yours, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like learn from people who are, who are different than you, who have different experience, who are at different levels. I would say find a mentor and um, one that's unexpected. I, I think that there's, you know, safety and comfort in finding somebody who's on the same, who had the similar path to what you're aiming for. Um, mm-hmm. And of course that's important. And of course you should get guidance from somebody who has done what you're seeking, looking out to do. But I also think you need to find mentors and friends and networks that aren't like you and think completely different from you and push you and challenge you and question you Um, because that's gonna help you like troubleshoot your own life. I don't know, I just made that up, but I think that there's truth to that. Um, So that's what I would tell my 20, 20 year old self. I would also say like, it's going to work out (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and any journey that's a straight line is just really boring and in the moment you really hope and wish for that Mm -hmm. but it's the peaks and valleys that make it the journey and so like hang on tight it'll work out and once it works out there'll be something else that doesn't feels like it's not working out but that's okay because it will too (laughs) that's i want you to mentor me (laughs) And I guess that's the follow-up of what advice I would give my now 40-year-old self is mentor people. I mean, I think that that's really important Mm -hmm. to um, not, it's not even like giving back. It's, I grow from it because it's just such a cool opportunity to be able to, um, I don't know, help support and, and give people the advice that you wish you had when you were 20. And maybe better than face cream keeps us youthful. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there was one other thing I was going to say why I was pausing is because it's, uh, it's kind of a long story, but, and it might go into the next section of our conversation, but the real advice I would give to somebody is, so when I, I moved from San Francisco or sorry, I moved from Chicago to San Francisco, uh, it'll be six years on March 1st. Oh my gosh. I wow. know. I know it's crazy. Happy anniversary. So, 
I went from city living, no car owning, like super city girl to over the bridge in Sausalito with, you know, deer and a creek under my house. And uh, it was a big move. And all my friends were moving to the suburbs. Um, I wasn't, (laughs) I didn't want to. And I had, I had a friend out here I'd been visiting for years and I was ready for a change. And I thought, um, can I really do this? It was very scary. You know, some families, it's very normal for like every family member to be in a different city in a different country and they're all over the place. But like our family was just always in the Midwest, in the suburbs of Chicago, both grandparents. It, this was a big, this was a big decision and a first of its kind. Um, and my, one of my best friends, Kelly, who is my friend who I'd come out here to visit all the time she, we were talking one night when I came out to visit and I was like, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to do this, but I'm scared. And she, we were sitting at this little, uh, B and B in wine country with pool. Mm. And she said, you know what? You just need to jump in the pool. You need to change your energy and you need to jump in the pool. And I was like, yeah, okay. And she's like, no, no, no. Like literally jump in the pool. And I was like, okay. And she's the wild adventurous one. I am not at all. She said, change your energy. CYE. It's our, it's going to be our new hashtag. CYE, change your energy, jump in the pool. And she was like, I think we need to jump in this pool. And so she got up with her clothes on and jumped in the pool. (laughs) Jump in the pool, twerk. And I was like, I don't want to jump in the pool. And then it in, in my head, I'm going, oh my God, if I don't jump in this pool, <laughs> yeah. that is a different trajectory that I don't want for my life. So I jumped in that damn pool. So you physically jumped in and got I physically water. jumped in the pool. My picture yeah. of Kelly in my phone is her with her clothes out of the pool. <laughs> and so we were both in our clothes in the pool. And um, Love it. I said, all right, let's do it. So that is a, a longer story, but I, that would be my true advice to anybody, <laughs> to my 20 year old self. I never jump in the pool. I never jump in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. CYE, wow. change your energy. Like if you're feeling stuck or in a rut or, and then I also shifted my perspective of, okay, what's the worst that happens? I don't like it. I, I moved back in a year. That's not a failure. That is a success for having even tried because I could sit here yeah. and never do the move and wonder always. And so I had to shift my perspective too, because to me, I was, I was afraid I was going to come out here and fail. Mm-hmm. And it's really in the trying that's the success. Yeah, exactly. Very well said. And there is no fail, right? Exactly right. what you just said. And so, six years later, I was hiking this weekend while you were shoveling. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about Sundays are for hikes while I was shoveling. <laughs> you were looking at the beautiful Pacific Ocean on a hike. So tell us about Sundays are for hikes because I think it's so beautiful. I love it. I mean, the, you know, I mean, West Coast, we've, <laughs> we have, we have our versions of snowstorms, which are fire season and plenty of, you know, moments that are stressful from a a climate perspective, but get me a Sunday with some sunshine and a breeze. I mean, the fact that I am a 10, 15, 30 minute drive from, you know, coastal trails and wine country and hikes and I'm just so grateful that I can go 10 minutes from my house and there's no Wi-Fi. And there's just a dirt path 
and just, you know, take in a couple deep breaths. And so um, that's just become a very big part and important part of, of um, my weekend ritual. <laughs> yeah. You recharge, you get a little workout in, you get some nature. Some yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But two it's of my COVID favorite things. Friendly. <laughs> COVID friendly. That's right. It's, it's, yeah. Fine to social distance. It's easy um, out there. Two of my favorite things when I lived in San Francisco were the hikes, hands mm -hmm. down. Mount Tam was one of my favorite. Gypsy stairs. That was so awesome. good. Yeah. And then the second thing, Beth, going back to wine, you go to a bar, you'd order a glass of wine and by golly, it wasn't house wine and it wasn't terrible. It was delicious. And it was a hidden mm -hmm. gem just up the highway. Right. Um, two of my favorite things. And unfortunately I moved back to Chicago and then you moved to San Francisco, but could you imagine if we were there together? Woo! I know ships in the night. I'm telling you, we're booking that flight. You're coming out here as soon as, as soon as they say, as soon as Dr. Fauci says, go, I, I've yeah. got a guest room and a glass of wine ready for you and a hiking trail. <laughs> mommy, need a, mommy needs a break. And this family knows <laughs> that that's where mommy's booking her first trip is to visit you, Auntie Beth. We'll FaceTime so, that, yeah. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. So Beth kind of moving along on this journey and then going back to risk taking. It's the final billboard of the conversation. And now picture yourself driving up the 101, merging onto the 680, onto your way to one of my other favorite places, Lake Tahoe. And you see the following billboard. Beth Swirk, connecting people since 1979. Created by your day of fun friend, Jenny Steven. Director, Talent Acquisition at Ace Hardware Corporation. When I asked Jenny why, even though I kind of knew the answer, <laughs> why has Beth been connecting people all these years? In her own words, Jenny said, honestly, I feel like I could come up with so many for Beth. She is truly the best person I know at forging and maintaining relationships. There are so many people in my life that the only reason I know them is because of Beth. She is such a linchpin for so many groups whether it's friends, family, colleagues, her community, et cetera. Another, another thank you shout out. That's so nice. I mean, it, it really does go back to, I, I want to surround myself with awesome people and I want those awesome people to meet other awesome people. <laughs> and yeah. um, I just think it's so cool and fun when people who I've introduced and who have introduced me then you know connect and become their own friends and have their own coffee dates or networking or whatever it might be i just think there's so much power in that it's this opportunity to again always be growing and learning but to just that you can make these connections at any time and that like how fun is that that we still have people who are really important to us who we haven't even met yet like that's really cool Mm -hmm. And so you have to also be really open to that and you have to be able to network and share your people so that maybe that can be someone else's person for that decade. Yes. Yes. And continue to build that community as you go and grow along the way. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's one of my favorite things too, Beth, is connecting people. I love introducing people with, you know, commonalities and, and reasons to maybe forging a, a friendship. Right. Like I get and a I mean. 
the flip side of that is also boundaries along the way too. You know, sometimes then you, you need to decide who's worth my time. And if I'm going to um, open myself to new people and new thinking and new opportunities, I've only got so much of me to give, right? So like, are the people yeah. that are in my life, I think it's, you know, there's boundaries is also an important part of this too. So as much as I want to grow and meet new people and that there are still pivotal people in my life who I haven't even met yet. Like that's so awesome and exciting to think about. But mm -hmm. on the flip side, boundaries are, are really important too, because maybe there are people taking up my energy um, that are keeping me from meeting that next person or that next network. Um, so I think it's really important that your energy isn't also isn't being eaten by people and things that are keeping you from those opportunities. Right. Right. And, and sometimes um, the energy, or even if it's negative, it's just such a suck, a time suck. And mm -hmm. as we get older, time isn't on our side. And so time becomes more valuable. Those, those growing moments become more valuable. So that's, yep. well, that's well said, beautifully said. So going back to Jenny and your day of fun, you used to do this annually before we, we hit the pandemic. So tell us about that tradition and what joy it brings the two of you. So I met Jenny at WGN. We became fast friends. Um, she is my friend soulmate. We have an anniversary that gives nod to that. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful to have Jenny in my life and for her to say such nice things. So thank you, Jenny. Um, but early on in our friendship, we were both working at the radio station and we said, you know, it, we, our days off expired at the end of the year. And it was early November. And I was like, I always feel like I save my days off in case we need them. But then like, who wants to use them when it's like crummy weather? I wish we would have used them in the summer when we could do something fun. And, mm -hmm. and from that, the day of fun was uh, created. So the first year, I mean, we both, we made $0 for <laughs> the radio station. And we said, let's take the day and go to, uh, let's get creative and do just like fun things in the city and play tourists. And <clears throat> as the day, as the years went on, we got more and more creative. And I mean, we've done any possible thing you can think of in the city of Chicago. We have done, we have done it all. We've done uh, every museum. We've done every boat tour, walking tour, food tour, Segway tour. I mean, we just have a blast. We've done cooking classes. We've done musicals. We've done it all. And the architectural each boat tour, year, did you do that? Of course, oh, of course. Um, I mean, that's the best one. Oh. But we've also gone very outside the box. We've just, it has become such a fun and important thing to do every year. And it also got more and more fun as we actually started to make real money. <laughs> I remember, I remember the year we were the like, we were like, we could pay for a valet. We were so excited because it's just like our YOLO. And so everybody knew your in, name. What's you were, that? You were working on building up that bank account, but everybody knew your name. You were famous. Oh yeah, hardly, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then the 10th year, our 10th anniversary, we said, let's do a best of. So we did all of our favorite things and cool. Our and we ended it with a dinner at RL, which is our favorite restaurant mm. in the city. And we were there and look around the corner and who is at RL but Oprah Winfrey. And I was like, 
oh my God, we have hit peak day of fun. Like so, so freaking awesome. So epic. And so we've got this photo album of like our year one through 10. And then after the 10th year, I moved out to San Francisco and we said, we're keeping this going. Mm -hmm. Um, And the next decade has brought on this theme of spa. So because we're all, she's got kids, we've got work, we're stressed out and we don't get quality time together anymore since we don't live together as much quality in person time to time or FaceTime. So we do a spa day when I come home over the holidays. And then we usually just that results in, you know, lunch turning into drinks, turning into dinner, (laughs) turning into more drinks and us just having a laugh. And it's just such an an important and empowering tradition to like at the core of it, always have your girlfriends always find time for you, always find time for fun and laughs. And for it to also, you know, the, at the core day of fun is what it is and it's so special, but it'll also evolve. So mm-hmm. years one through 10 were the best of the city and being tourists. And this decade is, you know, spa and self care. And we've already said the next decade is like hardcore vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Out of the country type of vacation. So- Weeks um, of fun. So- Weeks of fun weeks of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So this year, COVID put a damper on that, but we'll just come back next year with a vengeance. I mean, the fun is just not going to know what happened to it. I love it. I love that you and Jenny do that. And I've always admired that about your friendship and and that spirit because it's it's a nice time to get in your Zen with your bestie. Yeah. Those traditions are really important. And, um, I'm just so grateful for it. It just brings me so much joy. <laughs> good, good. It makes me smile. So being a risk taker, you've already, you know, established that you are, it's in your DNA. I mean, heck, you jumped in a pool with your clothes on and then moved cross country. <laughs> so I'd say that's, that's pretty risky. Um, so going from risk to reinvention, Beth, what does taking a risk mean to you? Oh my gosh. I think it's uh, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Somebody Mm -hmm. said that to me once and that's what it is. I mean, now I taking risks is not a natural thing to me. It is a force. I have to force myself to take risks and to be uncomfortable. Um, So it's just funny to even hear you say that I would be a risk taker. because I don't think of myself as that, but I do. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's just being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And what tools helped you to get uncomfortable, to move you into that comfortable zone of taking a risk? I think it's that shift of if I if this doesn't work out, it's not a failure. It's a success if you've even tried. I mean, really, that was a big light bulb for me. It was a bright spot. You know, that can be easier said than done if it's you're get like you're risking a salary or mm-hmm. uh whatever it might be or like the safety of insurance. So I, I get that it sure does have a lot of more to it than just that. But I, I think it's just the shift of perspective that if this doesn't work out, like how awesome that I tried mm-hmm. as opposed to oh God, that flopped and I failed. As we wrap here, what is the best compliment you ever received? And why has that compliment stuck with you? I mean, I think that you just call me a risk taker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm, good. Um, I'm good. I'm sticking I, to it. I, 
I think the best compliment is something that I don't even know if he, I don't think he realizes he gave it to me, but my boss, um, if I bring a recommendation, when he replies and says, I trust you, mm -hmm. that is like the biggest compliment to me. And it's just a very natural in his DNA to say that, um, if he does. <laughs> and I just think trust is such a compliment and such an important thing um, that that I, I was surprised at how much that meant and stood out to me um, and that how much I appreciated hearing that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a really big compliment. And I think it's a really important thing also as a leader. Um, I've heard Anna Wintour say that one of her biggest advice um, as a leader is to trust your team. Mm. And that's always stood out to me. I think it's a really important thing because you have to trust that you've hired the right people. Um, and that if it's something that you don't know that they do, you know, that's why they're in that role. And so to hear that from my boss, I thought was just a really big, really big compliment. That is a big compliment because trust isn't just handed to us. We have to earn it. Mm -hmm. We have to show we can be trusted. Mm -hmm. And as a friend, I trust you. I trust you with my life. My kids adore you Back as anti-bath, you know? The one of the most privileged roles I have. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I'm, I'm so blessed that they get to call you anti-bath. And, you know, I want them to always be able to, to call you when they don't want to call me and maybe tell me their deep, dark secret or what they're troubled with at the time. Because you are such a trusted friend and advisor. That's an honor and a privilege. And I, uh, I look forward to the texts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, maybe phone calls, maybe Zooms, Beth. Maybe teams calls. Yeah. We'll see. We'll we'll do a clubhouse Snapchat at some point. I'm sure. There, there, there we go. Mickey Mouse. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you for spending time with me. Uh, it's always a great excuse to get on the get on a Zoom with you, call you up, see your pretty face. So thank you. I know you're busy, and I really appreciate you taking the time. This is such an honor. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. I mean. Like I said at the beginning, you are just such a badass in that you say you're going to do something and you do it. I mean, this isn't the first time that I've heard you say, I'm going to do this, and then you actually go and do it. I mean, it is inspiring. It is um, just, I'm just so honored to be your friend and so proud of you and the risks that you take. You know, you're like a fine wine. You get more exquisite as you continue to learn and grow from your experiences. And, you know, thank you for, for sharing that. And, oh, I just love you. And I think my mother-in-law, my Aunt Patty, they're going to be envious that I got this time with you today. So, <laughs> uh, Well, I look forward to when we can have fine wine together. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. It's aging real well right now, isn't it? Isn't it? So, and with communications, Beth, selfishly, you know, I'm going to be looking to you for advice here and there. So I'm here for it. Okay. Well, love you. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you, Beth, for sharing your time and your stories and your laughs with the audience today. I am so honored that you spent time chatting with me today. The three key takeaways from my conversation with Beth are 
to be okay with what you don't know. Always be learning. Secondly, to troubleshoot your own life. Life isn't a straight line. And as Beth so eloquently said, it's about what we experience in the peak and valley moments throughout life and the forks in the road. The decisions we make when we decide, are we going to take that risk or not? And lastly, Beth encourages us to change our energy and just jump in the pool. Just take your risk. I want to thank you all for listening today. I want to thank Beth again for her time. Shout out to New Voice Studio for producing and recording this podcast. Follow me at gailkeller.org to learn more about my one-on-one advisory sessions, public speaking skilling, course curriculum, and blogs. Thank you and stay courageous. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.